You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. And welcome down to my basement on the south side of Chicago. My name is Chris Lanuti, and you are listening to Socks in the Basement, where I sit down at my nine-foot homemade oak bar, pour myself a cold one with you sitting there on the other side of the speaker, and talk back and forth with my friend Dave. We've been friends since we were itty-bitty babies living across the street from each other over on 80th and Spalding. And now, decades later, we sit down and we do the podcast for fans by fans, and it is all White Sox, and because there is no baseball season, you're getting yet another simulated game in a simulated season of White Sox baseball, presented each and every day since opening day from Sox in the Basement and SoxInTheBasement.com. And today starts off the third series that the White Sox have against the Kansas City Royals. Opening weekend at home, they won two out of three. Last week, on the road in Kansas City, they dropped two out of three. So we're all tied up after six games against each other. we got three more here at the rate. And Dylan Cease will take the mound. Cease has the worst whip of all five starters, a 1.57. That's walks and hits per innings pitched. His ERA is also over five. There's only one starting pitcher with that, and it happens to be Dylan Cease. Now on the positive side... Two starts ago, he went seven innings of scoreless baseball against the Minnesota Twins, one of the best offenses in all of baseball in this simulation. And they're in first place. So Cease has the stuff, but can he be consistent? We will find out today in this simulated broadcast brought to you by Cork and Carey at the Park at the corner of 33rd and Princeton. Go right now and use the Grubhub app or directly at CorkandCarryAtThePark.com and get some delicious food. Enjoy it as you sit back, relax, and listen to a White Sox simulated broadcast in about 90 minutes or less. Let's see how this one goes as we throw it out to the rate. This is Socks in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Hello and welcome to Guaranteed Rate Field on the south side of Chicago for yet another three-game series between the White Sox and the Kansas City Royals. Hello everybody, my name is Chris Lanuti and you are listening to the 13-9 White Sox against the 8-13 Kansas City Royals in a simulated broadcast using MLB The Show 20 and brought to you by SoxInTheBasement.com. Dylan Cease has four starts, he's 1-1, one 5.24 one, ERA, 22 and a thirds innings where he gave up 25 hits and walked 10 striking out 22 with that whip of 1.57 mentioned earlier in the broadcast. And Aldoberto Mondesi will step in, and the first pitch is sent out into shallow right field. Underneath it is Adam Engel getting the start today, and he will make the catch for the first out of the inning. Nicky Lopez now steps in, batting second with a 0.91 average. The pitch from Cease on the way. High four-seam fastball taken for a ball, borderline call. White Sox currently 13-9 after taking three out of four here in Chicago from the Texas Rangers. Unable to complete the sweep yesterday, but a great series nonetheless by the team. Next pitch, a four-seam fastball high and inside for a ball. 49 degrees, partly cloudy, wind six miles an hour blowing in from center field. It's not direct. It's more blowing in and towards the first baseline a little bit. Inside curveball taken for a strike, two and one the count. Dylan Cease 
has masterful innings. But only once this year has he been able to do all those innings in a row and not struggled about the second or third or fourth inning and put himself behind the eight ball early in a game. This one's flied out to Jimenez in shallow left field. He's underneath it and makes the catch. And there's two outs quickly here in the top of the first. Jorge Soler comes up. 10 for 29 recently. Three home runs in that stretch. He was tough on the White Sox last week. Although it seemed like we neutralized him in the back half of the series. Swung on and missed an outside four-seam fastball. 0-1 the count. Soler's hitting 247. And batting third. The right-handed batter taking the delivery from the right-hander Cease. Hooking foul into the stands. 0-2 the count. Cease into the delivery. Check swing. He did not go. They appealed down the first base line. 1-2 the count. Rondal behind the plate. Calls for the pitch. Swung on and missed. Outside curveball. And he strikes out Soler. So Cease goes 1-2-3 through the first. No score here going to the bottom of the first in Chicago. Danny Duffy, four starts. He's 0-3 with a 5.73 earned run average, 22 innings in which he's given up 27 hits and walked five for a whip of 1.45. He struck out 19 over that time. This is his fifth start of the season. He's had two against the White Sox. So he's got to be as sick of us as we are of him right now. Tim Anderson's hitting 345. He steps in against the lefty Duffy. And because Duffy is a lefty, right field is being patrolled today by Adam Engel and not Nomar Mazzara. Mazzara's already struggling. Engel's doing better against righties and lefties right now than Mazzara. He's off to a hot start. He's definitely the guy who's going to start against any left-handed pitching right now. First pitch outside for a ball to Anderson. The next one low and inside on a four-seamer, 2-0. Crisp, cold, going to be a chilly Monday night here in Chicago. After two day games, low fastball taken for a strike. The Indians and Red Sox actually played a Monday game. Really weird schedule. They played Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. They finished off this afternoon. 12-11, the Red Sox win that game. So if the White Sox win, they will leapfrog into second place. Adam Engel, like I said, on deck. He's hitting 452 so far this season. He's not an everyday starter, but he's got a good amount of at-bats underneath his belt. And a 3-2 count already to Anderson here, the first batter of the game for the White Sox. Flared out into left center field. Going to hang up there long enough for it to be a fly out to center. An eight in your scorecard. And the first out for the White Sox here in the bottom of the first inning. And Engel steps up. The right-handed hitter doing very, very well against left-handed pitching. And not so bad against righties either. Hitting 452 so far in this season. Through yesterday, Tim Anderson, who was just up, fourth in the major leagues in doubles. Interesting stat for you. This one's high and inside, but in the zone. 0-1 the count on a taken strike to Angle. Duffy winds and delivers. Outside curveball, 77 miles per hour. Took something off of that. 1-1 the count as it misses. And now an inside low curveball, same speed, down at the knees, misses, 2-1. and one. Angle has done a good job working counts this year as well. Very patient at the plate. A low change, also misses, 3-1. and one. So the first two White Sox batters have gotten three balls from the starting pitcher Duffy in their count. 
Swung on and missed on a changeup. In on the hands. Three and two, the count goes full. Angle waits. The pitch is delivered. Flared out into right field, tailing towards the foul line. So Lair's going to get underneath it and make the catch. Two flyouts here to kick off the first inning for the White Sox as Jose Abreu steps in, hitting 287 with five home runs, 12 RBIs, and a 5-4-0 slugging percentage. Juan Moncada batting fourth today stands on deck. Inside curveball taken, 1-0. Duffy using a lot of pitches here in the first inning. Hopefully the White Sox keep at him and wear him down. They were unable to do that against Lance Lynn yesterday, who cruised through eight and probably could have pitched the complete game as the Rangers salvaged the win in that four-game series against the Sox. A 1-1 pitch inside, taken 2-1. Duffy's working Abreu inside and below the waist. He was doing the same thing to Angle. So, and, I, and to be honest with you, I think he threw a few of those to Anderson. So this is how he's attacking the White Sox right now, low and inside, trying to prevent the deep ball. And when you think about it, it's his third start against the White Sox. He... He must have looked at enough tape to realize what's working for him and what isn't. But he nibbles here on the outside corner and doesn't get it. Three and one the count. The pitch. Hits the outside corner on a change. 83 miles an hour. Count goes full. So the first three batters go full against Duffy. Who's sitting on 17 pitches here with two outs in the bottom of the first. He's not concerned about his pitch count. He's concerned about getting them out. He doesn't care how many pitches he has to throw to each batter. He's going to walk Abreu, though, on a high outside four-seam fastball. I think he wanted him to reach, but Abreu would not take the bait. So he's down to first base. And the 307 hitting Yoan Moncada comes up, batting fourth in the lineup today. Ricky Renteria saying before the game, Moncada likely to play in the four spot for the time being, seeing as how there have been struggles for Encarnacion. Struggles for Yasmani Grandal. And Aloy Jimenez did not perform very well in the four spot. Meanwhile, since Mancada can switch hit, you will have a lefty in the lineup when you need one. He's batting righty though right now against Duffy. When asked who's going to be the two hitter, Renteria indicated that Leary Garcia, depending on wherever he's playing, next pitch one and one now, and this one is flared out into right center field going back towards the wall. It is going to hit at the track and bounce off the wall. Abreu's coming around third base. He's going to try for home. The throw into the relay and to the plate. He is out at the plate. Trying to score. And the White Sox end the first inning like they ended the ninth inning yesterday. Thrown out at home. Before we start the second inning, two thoughts to finish. One, that's the second inning in a row. If you count yesterday, the White Sox have made the last out of the inning thrown out at home plate. And trust me, folks, if there was a way for me to fix whatever's going on at third base, I would. Because it's brutal. As the first pitch is flared out for a base hit into left field, Jimenez gets it in quickly. And that's going to be a single. Hunter Dozier's on quickly on the first pitch from Cease. And Sal Perez hitting 209 steps up. First pitch fouled off down the first baseline. So that's that with what's going on at third base. It's confusing to me. The next pitch from Cease, high, taken for a ball, one and one. To finish the other thought, Renteria was explaining that Leary Garcia is going to play in most games. He's off today. He just needs regular rest. But he moves around, basically giving everybody else rest. And has done very well in the two spot. So for the time being, he will be in the two spot. Although today, Engel's in there because Garcia is off. 
The one-two pitch, chopped back, foul. Sal Perez now one and two, with Dozier taking a moderate lead over at first base. And Cease to the plate. Grounded to Madrigal, flipped to Anderson. He one-hand catches it and throws to Encarnacion, who's playing first base today. A beautiful play. I'm going to tell you something. When Nick Madrigal fields a ball out there, it really looks neat. He caught that one and fluidly just flips it with the right hand. The exchange in his glove was amazing. He hits Anderson in his bare hand, his throwing hand. Now, all Anderson has to do is bring the arm forward. That's one of the prettier double plays you'll ever see. As Ryan O'Hearn comes in now with two outs in the top of the second. And the base runner erased. Swings at one low and outside in the zone from Cease. 0-1 the count. Dylan is working quickly. Two starts ago, he had Grandal behind the plate like he has him now. And Grandal called a much quicker game for Cease. Cease went seven scoreless. Last game, McCann was back there and Cease slowed down a lot and had a lot of trouble. Swung on and missed. One and two now the count. There was a ball taken in between there. Two outs top of the second. No score here on the south side of Chicago as the White Sox start the first of three on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday against the Kansas City Royals, and then hopefully we don't see them for a while. Nine games in April against them. Chopped forward towards the mound. Grandal's going to come out in front of the plate and make a great play. He calls off Cease and makes the off-balance throw. He loves to field his position. Down to Encarnacion for the out on the 2-3 putout. And midway through the second, no score with Jimenez leading us off. Eloy Jimenez steps in. He's got a 9-9-7 OPS right now. Batting fifth now almost regularly. Drills this one, the short on a ground out. It's going to come across easily to first base and pulls him off the bag. Looked like a very, very nice throw by Mondesi. But that's from the angle of looking at Mondesi as it comes across the base bats. He's like way off on that throw. He made it look pretty. But O'Hearn has to come all the way off, almost runs into the umpire. Jimenez is safe. So the leadoff runner is on. And Edwin Encarnacion steps up. He leads the team in strikeouts. He also leads the team in home runs with seven. He's had two solo shots in the last two days. The pitch from Duffy. Low changeup taken for a ball, 1-0. He's 3-for-24 with four strikeouts against Duffy for his career. And he's seen him twice so far this season. This one's fouled off into the Camberwell in the first base side. 1-1 the count. Back to how last inning ended. If there was a way for me to figure out how we could sim these games and I could control what's going on at third base, I would. Some terrible sends over there. We may have to discuss on our next Socks in the Basement show on Wednesday because we're still doing the regular half-hour show on Wednesdays. We've been trying to do them live so people can call in on the Podbean app. We may have to discuss whether or not we want to fire the third base coach. The next two pitches are outside. Three and one the count now with Grandal on deck. Still trying to work his way into a rhythm. McCann has easily been better offensively, but Grandal has been so good with Cease. There's been a difference. Swung on and sent out to deep right field, way back to the wall. Gone! Into the Goose Island section, Edwin Encarnacion, 377 feet. He's got three home runs in the last three games, and this time... Does it with a man on and a two-run blast to opposite field. As the sun sets here on the south side, the White Sox lead it 2 to nothing. What a hit. He crushed it. 
He is seeing the ball very, very well. He's late on the swing, but he knows it. And like I said yesterday, when he gets a hit that's going deep and he knows it's going out, he's a show in of itself at home plate. It looks pretty. He always does the flip. Looking at the replay, Danny Duffy comes off the mound and kicks the ground and punches his fist in anger, walking towards the third base line while the bat flips behind him from Encarnacion, who's admiring his shot. And the White Sox lead 2 to nothing here with no outs in the bottom of the second inning. And that right there is why you don't want to be out on the third out on a bad send at third base. There's no way of knowing if the next two batters do the same thing. But imagine, imagine if we would have scored four runs here instead of two. One and one the count quickly to Grandal. Next one's foul back jam shot in on the hands. One and two. I expect Yasmani to get better as this one's outside two and two the count. But he seems like he's going to be the kind of guy that's going to hit about 260. Give you some power and do well for your pitchers. And you're going to have to accept that. And I think that's why he's batting seventh now, at least for today, and maybe for the time being, he's going to be down the lineup. While he works things out, Mankata moves to the four spot. And the two spot is going to be basically Leori Garcia, possibly a Luis Robert or an Adam Engel when they can't get Garcia into the lineup. Outside slider walks him. Down to first base goes Grandal. So Duffy struggled in the first inning after getting the first two outs, but even those were tough. He was 3-2 and two on the first two batters before they flew out. Then he walked to Breu, gives up the double to Moncada. He would have never been out of that inning if not for a bad decision. And then right away starts the second inning. An error gets Jimenez on. The two-run home run from Encarnacion, and now he walks a 200-hitting catcher who's cold as ice in Grandal, and now Luis Robert comes up to the plate and takes an inside four-seam fastball at the hip. 1-0 the count. He leads the American League in stolen bases with 10. And he's only hitting 209, which shows that when he gets on base, he is dangerous. Inside curveball taken 2-0. He's also 10 for 10. Tim Anderson's been caught stealing twice. He has nine total stolen bases. And nobody else is stealing better than 50% on this team. The 2-0 pitch down the middle, a slider taken 2-1. And, and honestly, I'm rooting for the White Sox here, but if I'm Duffy, throw him strikes because he hasn't done anything amazing yet with good pitches. He lays off some good pitches. He seems tedious up there. This one's a line shot off the glove at third base. The throw over to second, he's going to be out on the force out. So Grandal didn't know what to do. It hits the glove and pops straight up into the air. Grandal's hung up in no man's land between first and second. The ball comes down right next to him. Then Grandal tries to restart, and he's able to throw him out from third. Dozier makes a good throw over and a bang-bang play. So it's a fielder's choice. Robert's on at first. Nick Mandrigal's up and fouls off the first pitch down the line. 0-1 the count. Madrigal takes one outside now, a four-seam fastball, 1-1. One one. Madrigal, the shortest man in baseball possibly, waits for the pitch. There goes Robert, a pitch out is on. They were waiting for him and they got him. And what's funny is the Royals have pitched out against Robert multiple times over the last six games against them, only in this month. And Perez has always done it early in the count. So the Sox waited for two pitches there. And Perez was able to time the pitch out call perfectly. 
and Burns Roberts, so he's no longer perfect on the base paths. He's 10 for 11. The next one's lined out to short, and that ends the inning, but not before Edwin Encarnacion hits a two-run kaboom into the Goose Island section. After two, White Sox lead 2-0. The White Sox, as a staff, starters and relievers, lead the majors in walks and hits per innings pitch whip with a staff whip of 1.24. They also have opponents hitting the worst against them as a staff that includes starters and relievers. Major League Baseball hitting 228 against them. But the starters do not have those numbers. That has been the incredible bullpen that the White Sox have had early on this season. Mikhail Franco steps in, takes a strike, 0-1 the count from Dylan Cease, who starts the third inning with 19 pitches under his belt. So being efficient into the delivery, the pitch on the way. Outside curveball, 1-1 the count. Alex Gordon waiting on deck, the pitch. Low in the dirt below the knees on a four-seamer, 2-1. Cease... Working low in the zone so far to Franco. Comes up high a little bit on a fastball. Two and two. Still, though, that was at the waist. Next pitch on the way. Another one low in the dirt. Curveball blocked by Grandal. Three and two. The count goes full. Trying to keep the ball low on Franco. Let's see if he goes high here for the knockout pitch. He does. A four-seam fastball inside just above the waist, and he froze him for his second strikeout of the game. Franco, in disbelief that he took that pitch. One out here in the top of the third, 2-0 White Sox. Alex Gordon's hitting 296, and the lefty hitter comes in and takes a four-seamer right below the knees for a ball, 1-0 the count. A hue of purple and pink. A pretty sunset against overcast skies. Some cloud cover moving in right now as the sun goes down, 2-0 the count. Next one's a four-seam fastball right down the middle, frozen, 2-1. Gordon, yet to swing, sitting 2-1. Fouls this one back, 2-2 the count. Ground ball, the Madrigal, fielded nicely. Over to first to Encarnacion. And there's two gone here in the top of the third. Brett Phillips, still hitting below 200. We have enjoyed picking on Brett all season long here. We've seen him so many times. I look forward to not seeing Brett Phillips batting ninth on a team for a good while here before we see Kansas City again. Flares this one out in the center field. Robert comes in and catches it on the run and will continue running into the dugout. One, two, three in the third. Cease sets him down. Top of the order up here for the White Sox in the bottom of the third, leading two to nothing. Tim Anderson comes up 0 for 1 with a fly out in the first inning. And folks, Family Waterproofing Solutions is family-owned, female-owned, veteran-owned. Ken and Maria run it. Ken's a U.S. Marine. Inside fastball swung on and missed, 0-1. Part of the proceeds of every job goes to first responders and veterans organizations. What's better than that? Slider fouled off sharply down the third base line, 0-2 quickly to Anderson. Duffy sets. The pitch on the way. Inside taken for a ball and a changeup at the knees, 1-2. And don't forget, they have socks in the basement deals for you. Give them a call or check them out on the web. Get all the details. Next pitch is high. Two and two on a slider. Up at eyeball level. Counts even at two. No outs bottom at a third as Anderson leads off the inning. and Fouls it down the third base line and hits his 
third base coach right in the butt. And honestly, I hope that leaves a welt the way he's been a windmill down there for the last couple of games. Next one's flared off down the first baseline into the stands. Count remains 2-2. Two and two. The Twins hosting the Mariners today, leading 1-0 early. A low changeup, 3-2 and two the count. As we said earlier today, the rare Monday afternoon getaway for the Indians in Fenway, they lost 12-11. Full count, Duffy to Anderson. Fouled off into the camera well down the first base side. Will reset. A long at bat, and Duffy's ready to throw his 50th pitch already with no outs in the bottom of the third. Outside corner, they're going to say he caught it. Anderson started running towards first base thinking he had a walk. Instead, it's Duffy's first strikeout. T.A. tried to sell that. It was borderline, but he didn't argue that much. So one out in the bottom of the third, and Engel comes up 0 for 1. The pitch. Outside corner, a fastball at the knees. 0 and 1 the count. The zone is a little bigger, but it's been that way for both pitchers so far. Borderline's going to the pitcher. Next pitch inside corner, four-seam fastball, 0-2 the count. Angle with two strikes. Lays off a fastball outside, 1-2. Duffy did a double take back in. A lot of gamesmanship today between the batters and the pitchers towards the umpire. He's being very patient. Looks pretty dead on to me. A low two-seamer taken for a ball, 2-2 two two the count. Now, coming up at the bottom of the inning, Family Waterproofing Solutions is going to have details for you on how to contact them. Remember, they'll do estimates, video estimates with you if you want. They have methods to make sure everybody's safe. They want to continue social distancing, not only for themselves, but for you. But if you're doing okay right now, and I know not everybody's got a job. It's been a very difficult time for a lot of people. But if you're doing okay right now, it may be the time to get the work done. And they also have new financing options available to help you out. 3-2 count now, the pitch on the way. Chop the second base, a slow roller, going to be scooped up and tossed over. Engel is out by a step and a half. That ball was rolling more towards the first base side. It was a tough play. Even plays the second base sometimes can be an adventure. But that's a 4-3 put out. There's two outs now in the bottom of the third. And the one and two hitters for the White Sox are both 0-2 for 2 in this game. But the middle of the order has done well. Their first time through, and now Duffy gets a Abreu. The first pitch high and inside for a ball, 1-0 the count. Outside for Seamer, 2-0. Sun has almost set here at the rate. Everything's lit up. The pitch on the way. Outside four-seam fastball, 3-0. Duffy hits the inside corner on a fastball and gets a strike, 3-1 the count. Duffy looks at the inside of his hat like the answers are there. The answer is you have 60 pitches and you're not even through to third. And you're down two to nothing. That's the answer. And Jose Abreu is waiting for his pitch. Let's go. The 3-1 pitch on the way. Outside corner changeup. Didn't get the call. Abreu goes down. That's pretty much the same pitch that Anderson thought was a ball earlier on this inning. Abreu gets the call, though. He's down the first. He has walked twice in this game now. And Juan Mancado hit a double. Is one for one hitting 316, but stuck on two home runs so far this season. I know he'd like to see the power numbers go up. He's hitting from the right side of the plate here against the lefty Duffy with a runner on first and two outs. For Seamer, inside portion of the plate, 0 and 1. He has nine strikeouts lifetime against Danny Duffy in about 24-25 at bats. This is the third time he's seen him 
over three, four weeks. That's all we're into the season at this point. Opening weekend, last week, this week. One and one now. The pitch. Flared out into right field for a base hit. Moncada's two for two. Abreu's in the second. On a sharp line drive in between the second baseman and second base. Cut off before it could get into the gap. But a solid hit for Moncada's two for two today. And Aloy Jimenez steps up with two outs here in the bottom of the third and two on. And he wants to do damage to pitch. Outside corner, a slider. 0-1, he takes a strike. He's hitting 265, seven home runs, 15 RBI. The pitch. Low, below the knees on a changeup. 1-1 the count. He was tied with Encarnacion coming into the game with seven home runs apiece. He's no longer tied. Low curveball below the knees, 2-1. and one. The Hawk, Ken Harrelson used to say, there's a big difference between 1-2 and two and 2-1. Two and one. Jimenez is 2-1. Duffy continues to labor on the mound early. Lucky to only be down 2-0 the pitch. Swung on and missed a four-seamer. He wanted that one. He put everything he could into that one. It was down at the knees, and he just missed it. The count is even at 2 for Jimenez. The pitch on the way. High and inside taken, the count goes full with Encarnacion standing on deck. Duffy takes the hat off and walks around the mound again. He gets a lot of exercise out there in between pitches. This will be pitch number 70 for him. Still not through to third inning. The White Sox have done a great job working the pitcher, something they had a problem with yesterday. Obviously, they were focusing today on that. A high outside fastball, and Jimenez is going to walk. So we're going to have a meeting on the mound as Encarnacion comes out with the bases loaded and two outs. There were two outs quickly in this inning. Duffy walked Abreu, gave up a single to Mancada, and walked Jimenez. And now Encarnacion, who leads the team in strikeouts, but also has three home runs in the last three games and a two-run home run the last time he saw Duffy. Earlier in this game, comes up with the bases loaded and two outs in the bottom of the third with a chance to break this open. Outside misses, 1-0 the count. Jimenez on first, Moncada on second, Abreu on third. A base hit is going to probably score two with the speed Moncada has. The pitch on the way. Low at the knees. Borderline call, but call the strike. Encarnacion backs out and cleans the bat off while Duffy fixes the dirt around the mound. He doesn't want to pitch to him, but he has to. Looks in, gets the sign from Sal Perez, the pitch. Sharply hit ball. That is in the left field for a base hit. One run is in. Two runs are in. Encarnacion hits a two-run single in the left field just over the glove of Dozier. At third base, a line drive base hit single over third. Just clearing his glove. And the White Sox tack on two more here with two out on a big hit by Edwin Encarnacion. Four to nothing now with two outs at the bottom of the third. And Grandal steps up with runners on first and second. Jimenez only advanced to second base on that. As it was down the line, the relay throw coming back into third, so advancing would have been a mistake. Encarnacion is also very slow. He was only going to get a single out of that no matter what. Ball got in quickly, but not quickly enough to get Moncada. Wasn't even close at the plate. He was flying. The 1-0 pitch now to Grandal. Swung on and sent out to shallow center field. It's going to be a can of corn to end the inning. Camped underneath it, the catch is made. But not before the White Sox. Score two more. All four RBI. 
off of two hits by Edwin Encarnacion, including a two-run home run and a two-run single just there. The Sox lead 4-0 after three. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the Sox side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. Four to nothing, top of the fourth. Dylan Cease getting support from his team. 31 pitches already, and he kicks off the fourth inning. He's right on target for a solid game when you look at pitch count and his efficiency to this point. First pitch fouled off by Eldoberto Mondesi, 0-1. Next one flared out in the left field for a base hit in front of Jimenez. So a runner on in Mondesi. He's their biggest threat on the base paths. Interesting to see how the lineups are used to get guys out of slumps. As Cease now delivers to Nicky Lopez, who's 0 for 1. Mondesi leading off first base. Encarnacion has been sat down a couple times over the last week as he's been struggling. And then he starts hitting well. Now looking for him to bust out, he's moved to first base. He's more into the game. It gives Abreu a break as the DH today. Encarnacion on fire up at the plate here against the Royals. 1-1 one one the count now to Nicky Lopez. The pitch on the way, low and inside, taken for a ball, 2-1. 4-0, top of the fourth, no outs, runner on first in Mondesi. Dylan sees on the mound, throwing to Yasmani Grandal. Chopped the second base, Mandrigal is going to make a quick play over to second and get the force back over to first, not in time. A risky decision by Nick Mandrigal. He almost doesn't get the force. Mondesi was on his horse, and Mandrigal had a slow chopper towards the first base side. He makes a long throw, awkwardly, but still makes an athletic play to get the lead runner in Mondesi on the force out. One gone. And Soler comes up now with Nicky Lopez on first instead of Mondesi. Takes a pitch inside for a ball. Want to know the count. Cease delivers. Fouled off down the third base line. One and one. That was a curveball that hooked right into the bat. He's lucky that he was way out in front of that pitch. Next one's a line shot in the left field. It's going to fall in for a base hit. Jimenez coming in. There's going to be a play at third base. Throw comes in, and he got him. That is the second time we have seen the Royals in the past week challenge the arm of Aloy Jimenez. He's in shallow left when he gets that ball. I think the belief is that if they put pressure on him, he's not going to get it. Maybe they think it's going to roll under his glove. He's going to do something awkward. He had plenty of time there. 99 out of 100 left fielders throw that guy out at third base. And he throws out the lead runner for the second out of the inning. So the base hit goes for a single. The runner's out trying to go first to third. There's two outs here and already a strike on Hunter Dozier from Cease. The next one's a check swing. They say he went on a low pitch out of the zone, 0-2, with two outs in the top of the fourth inning. Dozier's one for one. 
with a solid hit ball but was left on base. Swung on and missed on a four-seam fastball that spun him all the way around. Cease, midway through the fourth, has the White Sox cruising as they lead 4-0. As you look at this White Sox team, I'm amazed. You got Dylan Cease, who's number 84. He's pitching. Nick Madrigal's number 92 at second base. Luis Roberts, number 88 in center field. Eloy Jimenez is number 74 in left. The jersey numbers, I think, are the funniest thing going on with this young team. Like, this is their identity. Pick a weird, awkward, high number and wear it and make it your own. They don't wear numbers for people that they used to root for in the past. They wear numbers that they want to make famous for the first time. As Robert steps in 0 for 1 against Duffy, who's 75 pitches through three innings and delivers number 76, which is ripped quickly the first base on a line shot that almost gets in the right field, but it's scooped out of the air. Robert, with his hands on his hips, can't believe that one was taken away. One pitch, one out. Here in the bottom of the fourth, and Nick Madrigal comes up with a line out in the second inning. So far, he only has one hit. This is his third game. He had a triple in his debut. Came around the score, later walked, and scored again. Yesterday, he was quiet. Back in the starting lineup again today at second base. He's been playing good defense over there. That's for sure. But he's going to be the nine hitter for a while, I think. Swung on and missed on a changeup 0-2 quickly. Major League pitchers have done well against him as he grounds this one to third over to first for the quick put out. Five to three on the easy ground out. There's two gone right away here in the bottom of the fourth. Tim Anderson comes up 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a flyout. You think about it, it's crazy. The Chicago White Sox have two rookies finding their way in the majors in Robert and Madrigal. So you kind of get why there was hesitation to bring up Madrigal because you don't know if Robert's going to hit. Inside fastball swung on and missed 0-1. And when they're both in the lineup, you could have a hole at the bottom of your lineup while they're trying to figure things out. So expect them to get moved around a lot. And like Renteria said, Mandrigal's not going to play every day at second base. But he's out there today. 1-1 now to Anderson, who's 0-2 in this game. The pitch. High, taken for a ball on a four-seam fastball. 2-1 the count. Two outs, bottom of the fourth. Sox lead 4 to nothing. The pitch from Duffy. Fastball right down the middle. Don't know why Anderson laid off of that one. Two and two, the count goes even. The pitch to T.A. Rifle down the third baseline, foul. Swung on and missed on the next offering, a four-seamer up at the shoulders. He could not get the bat elevated enough, and he goes down swinging. Struck out a couple of times now in this game. After four, Sacks lead 4 nothing. Salvador Perez, the five-hitter in the lineup for the Royals, will lead off the top of the fifth inning. He's 0-for-1 with a ground out in the second. He's hitting 206. He's got a 633 OPS. Remember, he took all of last year off and is really not out to a great start this year. Cease comes right at him with a four-seamer. Waist high down the middle, 0-1. 43 pitches to get through the first four innings for Cease, who's working quickly again. Another fastball in the zone, 0-2. Perez has yet to lift the bat. I don't know what he's waiting for. Cease isn't waiting for him. Cease shakes off a sign from Grandal into the kick and the delivery. High four-seamer just missed, so he wanted to go three fastballs in a row to shake off his catcher, but he missed on that one, 1-2. One Next pitch on the way. Fouled off a curveball inside portion of the plate, 1-2 the count remains. 
Detroit losing to the Yankees 9-2 in Detroit as an outside slider misses 2-2 two two the count. Tampa Bay leading Houston in Houston 3 to nothing in the fifth inning. Sent down the first base line, fouled into the stands 2-2. Two two. Cease kicks and delivers. Swung on and missed on a curveball inside. He fooled Perez. Ball gets tossed around. 50 pitches in. Dylan Cease continues the cruise here in the fifth inning. And Ryan O'Hearn, who has a ground out in the second inning, comes up to the plate with one out. The lefty batter stands in. The pitch. Change up down the middle. Taken for a strike. He's getting first pitch strike a lot. Shift on for O'Hearn. Mancada's at uh, shortstop. Anderson behind second. Madrigal in short right field. Swung on and missed on a four-seam fastball, 0-2. The pitch was inside. They're trying to get him to pull it right into the shift. Next one, swung on and missed on a four-seam fastball, and he sits him down. Dylan Cease needed just three pitches to get his fifth strike out of the game. And this game looks a lot like the game he had about a week and a half ago against the Twins. The same battery of Cease and Grandal, and Grandal making him work quickly. And now there's two outs in the top of the fifth inning. The pitch. Low curveball taken 1-0. Franco 0-for-1 with a strikeout in the third. The pitch from Cease, outside corner, just misses on a four-seam fastball. 2-0 the count. Mikhail Franco was a third baseman and a prospect. Down in the Philadelphia organization as he takes a strike at the knees. 2-1 the count. Tried out at third base, and the Phillies just did not have room for him. Ends up over on the Royals, and Dozier holds down third base, Hunter Dozier. So he's a DH who bats seventh right now, and he's 2-2 two and two after that foul pitch. This next one rolled down the third base line. Mankata goes into foul territory after he grabs it. Big throw across for the putout. Nice, solid defensive effort by Yohan Mankata. One, two, three, they go down. Midway through the fifth, the White Sox lead for zip. Adam Ingo comes in as Danny Duffy stands on the mound here to lead off the fifth inning with 85 pitches under his belt, trailing by four. And Ingo's 0 for 2. The pitch from Duffy. Chop the second base. Easy 4-3 put out. One pitch, one out for Engel, who's 0 for 3 on the day, which has not been the norm for him early. But eventually, things average out. Abreu steps in, hitting 287. Average hasn't moved at all because all he's done is walk today and scored. The pitch. Outside four seamer taken for a ball, 1-0. He has spent his entire career since coming over from Cuba with the Chicago White Sox. And after six years, is the father figure for a rebuild in that dugout. The 1-0 pitch from Duffy. Lifted out in the center field, trailing back towards the track. The catch will be made over the shoulder near the patio. Two outs on the fly out to center. Bob in the fifth inning, Yohan Mancada comes up. He's two for two with a double, a single. He scored a run. He looks good right now in that four spot for the White Sox, where they have had trouble all year long in the four spot. And a low changeup taken for a ball, 1-0. and Renteria wanted him in the two spot. We are at Sox in the basement say he's the perfect two hitter. But the weighted everybody else is out there right now, you need him in the four spot. 
There's nobody who's stepped up and taken it. You wanted Jimenez, he didn't do it. This one's fouled off one and one. You look for Grandal, he's off to a terrible start. You try Encarnacion, he leads the team in strikeouts. When you move him down, he starts hitting home runs. 2-1 pitch now coming to Mancata, who's been the one guy in the four spot that's had some consistency and is still hitting over 300. So we'll see what happens when he becomes the permanent guy in the four spot, as it looks like he's going to be at least for now. But so far, so good. 2-2 two and two and a 3-1 pitch on the way. Jetted in the gap between short and third. It dies in the grass. Close play at first, and they're going to say he's out. That one looked like it was going to get through, and as it hit the lip before the dirt, it bounced and just died. And they were able to toss Moncada out. Leading off the sixth inning for the Royals will be Alex Gordon with his team down by four. The White Sox leading four to nothing. Dylan Cease is out there, standing on the mound with only 58 pitches under his belt. He's been very efficient and worked very quickly and attacked Royals batters in the last inning. We'll see if we get more of the same. With the 8-9-1 hitters scheduled, Gordon, the lefty, awaits the pitch, and here it comes. Flared out into left field. Jimenez going back. It's going to get down and roll into the corner. He's going to head into second. Jimenez is going to make a good throw into second base. Close play. He almost gets him. Hits second base on a fly from the corner in the track area. And Gordon gets up and shakes off and shakes his head like, how did he get that ball in there so quickly? Jimenez with a gun. He's getting more and more confident throwing out guys from the outfield and making good throws. So a leadoff double. Brett Phillips comes up, hitting ninth, 0 for 1. Cease goes right after him with a four-seamer that's fouled straight back. The pitch from Cease. Swung on and fouled back another four-seam fastball. He's been going more and more to the fastball here as the game goes on. But Grandal is moving him around location-wise. Inside fastball at the knees. He almost hit him, 1 and 2. Cease delivers. Inside and low on a curveball, 2 and 2 the count. Cease still working pretty quickly. He's not holding the ball long. A high four-seamer laid off, and now the count goes full. So he gives up the quick double, and now, for the first time in a while, has a full count sitting in front of him. Checks the runner, the pitch on the way. Swung on and missed on a four-seamer. He just said, come get it. Let it go right down the middle of the zone. And Phillips can't catch up to it. Swung right through the pitch. A beautiful come-and-get-it pitch from Cease, showing the confidence. And another strikeout for that young man. There's one out, and Eldeberto Mondesi comes up one for two. The first pitch is rocketed out into right field angle, running into foul territory, sets up right next to the ball boy. He will catch it in foul territory and throw it across the field to Mancada to hold the runner. There are two outs on a foul out to Engel. Kid had to pick up the chair out there in the outfield to move out of the way, and Nicky Lopez comes up. 0 for 2, hit into a fielder's choice to reach first base last time he was up. He's got a runner on second base now with two outs in the top of the sixth. Cease has done a good job to ignore Gordon with the occasional look, but focus on pitching and continues to attack the zone and is quickly 0-2 to Lopez. Quick sign, quick pitch. Fouled off. Would have been strike three. Rondal gives him the sign. Cease wastes no time. He goes right into his delivery. Low in the dirt. Did it nick him? I think it did. It hit the foot of Lopez and bounced away. So the runner on second base, Gordon, 
tried to advance the third. Umpire's waving, saying, nope, that's a, that hit your batter. So you don't get to advance, but he goes to first base. So with two outs and two strikes on the batter, an unfortunate hit-by-pitch brings Jorge Soler to the plate, the right-handed power hitter, against Dylan Cease with two outs and runners on first and second. First pitch inside, just missed him, 1-0. and Might be losing a little bit of control right now. Rondau, hopefully he'll be able to work Cease through this. The first time he's really hit a bump on the road this entire game. High fastball, it's called a ball. It's been called a strike earlier in the game, but it's a ball there, 2-0 and the count. Inside changeup, 3-0 and with Dozier on deck and Cease now having some troubles. Takes the hat off and takes the first break he's taken all game long. He has been very quick in between pitches, not worrying. That time he took a break. Kind of looked around the stadium to catch his breath. The 3-0 pitch on the way. High ball, four, and he walks him. So now Dylan Cease is into some trouble with the bases loaded. A 4-0 lead. And Don Cooper is going to come out and talk to him before he pitches to Hunter Dozier. 74 total pitches for Cease right now. 25 balls, 49 strikes. He had the struggle through his game previously, and the one before that, he went deep. So he might just be wearing out a little bit, even with 74 pitches. He's a young pitcher, and they're not going to overtax him. But Coop, you can tell, is telling him, this is what I want you to do. Okay, use it all right now, and we'll get somebody in the seventh inning if you don't feel like you can keep going. So this is your guy, and it's a long discussion now being broken up. And Hunter Dozier comes to the plate with the bases loaded with two outs on the top of the sixth inning, and the White Sox leading four to nothing. And Dylan Cease looks in, and the pitch to Grandal. Strike down the middle on a four-seam fastball. Dozier's only hitting 100 with runners in scoring position, but he's got a hard-hit ball earlier in this game. He struck out, though, the last time to Cease. The 0-1 pitch. Low in the dirt, taken. 1-1 the count. A shoelace pitch. Soler on first, Lopez on second base. Alex Gordon on third. Hunter Dozier at the plate. The 1-1, two-out pitch here in the top of the sixth inning. Strike at the knees, a changeup. Dozier doesn't like the call, but he's 1-2. Fans, few of them getting up now, cheering for Dylan. The pitch on the way. Outside, he did not chase on the four-seamer, tailing away, 2-2 two and two the count. He got him on that the last time up, Dozier... Did not get fooled twice. The next pitch, quickly inside, taken for a ball, and the count goes full. Perez is on deck. The count is full. You got a four-run lead here, kid. He's reared back a few times and blown it by somebody. He might have to do it here. Let's see if they pitch it in the zone or out of the zone with the bases loaded. Chop foul down the first baseline. It was low at the knees, borderline pitch. Dozier fending it off. We're going to reset. The pitch on the way. Sent out to short. Anderson scoops the hard hit ball. That hit him in the chest, basically. A really difficult catch. But he gets it on the one hop. Gets it over to first and Dozier's out. White Sox out of the inning. Midway through the sixth, they still lead 4-0. Jesse Hahn will enter the game for the Kansas City Royals. 11 games this season. 1-3 is his record. 17 and a third innings pitched. Got an ERA over nine, and the White Sox have abused him. 
with your team trailing by four, maybe they're like, well, we're going to send out Jesse again. Maybe he'll eventually get it right. Aloy Jimenez comes up. He's 0 for 1 with a walk and the pitch on the way. And a high two-seam fastball taken, 1-0 the count. The 1-0 pitch to Jimenez. Chopped foul down the first baseline. Almost took Daryl Boston's head off. The next offering from Hahn is outside and misses 2-1 and one the count. Steve Ciszek warms up out in the bullpen now alone. At one point, Fry and Cordero were going. Just in case, they had to go get Dylan Cease. Now Ciszek is warming up. It'll be interesting to see if he starts the 7th or is there just in case. Inside strike taken, 2-2 two and two the count. Jimenez swings and misses at one that was not in the zone, inside on his hands. Gets spun around, and he's going to rethink that one in the dugout. One out. One out, bomb at a sixth. The bullpen still going with Sogloon and Kalish out there for the Royals. We've seen both of them. We've gotten hits off all these guys. We've seen a lot of them. So I don't think the Royals have anybody out there that's actually shut down White Sox hitting. Edwin Encarnacion comes up. Takes a ball. 1-0 the count. He's 2-for-2 two two with all four RBIs in this game. He had a two-run home run in the second inning. A bomb out into the Goose Island section. As he takes this one for a strike, 1-1 one one the count. And then a bases-loaded two-out, sharply hit line drive into left field that scored Abreu and Mancada. And he rips this one deep down the third baseline. Just foul. Went by the pole, but on the wrong side, one and two. The next one's inside on a two-seam fastball, two and two now the count. He almost had his second home run of the game and his fourth in the last three games as he's starting to find his stroke. Next pitch fouled off down the first baseline. Leads the team in strikeouts. Has said publicly he's not proud of that. He knows he needs to work on it. This one's low and outside, three and two. Count goes full. For a while there while he was struggling, if you threw one of those pitches that just came from Han that was tailing away low and outside, he would have swung on it. Han remembers the Encarnacion he's seen before. This time he does swing at it. So I spoke too soon. I was like, oh, he's laying off those now. Nope, he threw the exact same pitch tailing away, and this time Encarnacion can't lay off. You get two strikes on him, he'll swing at anything. The Royals pitchers know it. They've seen him enough. At least the bullpen. Duffy didn't know it. Two outs now in the bottom of the sixth inning. Grandal steps up, 0 for 1 with a walk. He's hitting 197 now. His OPS is under 700. The 1-0 pitch. Up through the middle. Great stab at second base. There was a shift on. And Mondesi was standing right behind second. Almost killed the pitcher. Went right over the bag. Quick throw over. End of six. White Sox lead 4-0. And Dylan Cease went six scoreless, and that's all the White Sox want from him today. He goes six, gives up no runs, and Steve Ciszek and the White Sox bullpen is going to come in. And they have been amazing so far this year. And the side armor, the righty, throws a sinker inside on Sal Perez that's fouled off 0-1 the count. This is his 10th appearance. He's yet to give up a run. Last time out, he went over two innings in relief as the Sox got the win against the Rangers over the weekend. We have not seen him since, as that was a long stretch for him to come in. But he came in, it was just a two-pitcher outing. He finished off that game nicely. 
Two and one the count now to Perez. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed. Two and two now here at the top of the seventh. No outs. And the Sox leading four to nothing over Kansas City. The Yankees now lead nine to two. Actually, that's just gone final as I was reading it. They beat Detroit in Detroit as a low four seamer misses and the count goes full. We've talked about it before. Cizek with the first batter normally goes full. Then he starts getting deadly. You hope that's the case again tonight. The pitch. Chop back foul. And here's a rare thing looking at the scoreboard. The Twins are losing a game. Seattle up 3-1 late in that game. The pitch from Cizek. Outside, he doesn't go after it, and he walks the first batter. So Perez goes down 90 feet to first base to lead off the top of the seventh inning. And Ryan O'Hearn, 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a ground out, steps in. The lefty awaits the pitch with a runner on first. Misses the outside corner on a slider, 1 and 0. And before you start to detract, it was obvious coming into the game, and they talked about it before the game, that Cease has a little bit of wear on him right now. He was not 100% coming out to the mound today. He had not fully recovered from the last two starts where he'd gone deep. So when he starts to struggle there in the sixth inning, it makes sense to rest the young man, let him come off the mound. He's got two good starts in his last three games where they were scoreless, and turn it over to this bullpen. And now has O'Hearn 2-0 before this one is fouled off. 2-1 the count. Bullpen is pretty well rested. Ciszek hasn't seen anything in the last three days. Sinker fouled off, 2-2 two two the count. The righty side armor looks in at the lefty hitting O'Hearn. The sign from Grandal on the pitch. Swung on and missed on a sinker that got right by him. Sits him down with a strikeout. There's one out here in the top of the seventh. The high stirrups up to the knees. The sidearm pitch. And that sinker that just won't quit. He loves throwing that pitch. And it works effectively for him. Mikhail Franco steps up, 0 for 2. And chops one the second. Madrigal flips to Anderson. It's short across the first dugout by Encarnacion. 4 to 6 to 3. And the inning is quickly over. We go to the bottom of the seventh inning. Sox lead 4-0 as they get up the sing here at the rate. Double barrel action over in that Royals bullpen. They're rotating them quickly, so we're only going to talk about them if they come in. Meanwhile, Han stays out there as Luis Roberts 0-2. He had a hard hit ball and a big hit taken away from him the last time up. He's putting good wood on the ball, but not getting the results right now. And the 1-0 pitch. Inside, taken for a ball, 2-0. Next offering on the way. Inside, taken for a ball, 3-0. The pitch from Hahn. Inside fastball, hits the plate. 3-1 the count. Jace Fry and Jimmy Cordero warming the pen for the White Sox. Sox have a 4-0 lead in the pitch on the way. Sent down the first baseline, foul over the tarp. Three and two to count. Robert, with the full count, the delivery, fouls this one off back over the screen. Count remains full with no outs here in the bottom of the seventh and the Sox leading 4-0. Low fastball below the knees and he walks. So Robert's on base. He was thrown out trying to steal earlier in the game. 
He doesn't really need the run now. Madrigal walks up. He's 0 for 2 with a line out and a ground out. He's 1 for 8 since he came to the majors with a triple. And he is a tiny little man. I just can't get over how tiny number 92 is in this game. Pitch out right away. <laughs> Sal Perez is like, I got you once, I'm getting you twice, but Robert's not going. And Madrigal's like, thanks for the first pitch ball. 1 0 the count. Strike down the middle on a four seam fastball, 1 1. Royals well aware of Robert's stealing numbers. They've been victimized a lot by him early in the season, and Perez is done with it. This one's fouled off down the third base line. One and two now to Madrigal. Robert with a good lead at first. They look over at him, the pitch on the way. Low and outside on a changeup. Madrigal started digging into the box, thinking it was ball two. It is not. He struck out looking. This kid strikes out a lot in the majors, but it's really on, on pitches that he's taking. And we saw Yohan Moncada do this when he first came up. Mandrigal has the same problem. He's not getting the respect of the umpires. As now Anderson steps up and they pitch out here. And Robert's laughing over there like, I'm not going. We got a four-run lead. I'm good. is going to knock me in. He's going to hit one over the wall on you and flip the bat. Just keep pitching out. 1-0 count. There's one out here in the bottom of the seventh. 4 nothing. Sox lead. Inside fastball catches the plate. 1-1 one one the count. Hahn looks over at Robert. The pitch. Set over to second base and snagged out of the air on a lineout. And the soft lineout to second gives you two outs here in the bottom of the seventh inning and Adam Engel up to the plate. I don't know, does Robert go here? I don't know. Sal Perez seems intent on pitching out a lot against him. Engel swings and misses at a two-seam fastball below the knees. 0-1 the count. Engel's 0 for 3. The pitch. Sent out in the center field. Going to be a tough play, but coming in and catching it on the run. And the side is retired. After 7, White Sox still lead 4-0. Steve Ciszek will remain in the game against Alex Gordon. 1-2 for two today, the 8-hitter. And the 8th inning begins with a low outside sinker, 1-0 the count. Fry and Cordero continue to warm in the pen. The pitch on the way. Outside slider, 2-0. The announced attendance is 15,173 on a chilly Monday night here in April. Wait until this coronavirus thing is over. I think the White Sox are going to set attendance records. Everybody's going to want to be out. Outside four-seam fastball misses, 3-0 now as Brett Phillips stands on deck. Ciszek looks in. The pitch on the way. Low, and he walked him. So you lead off walk in both the 7th and 8th innings for Ciszek. Gordon's down to first base. Brett Phillips comes up. 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a lineout. Ciszek looks in. The pitch. Inside, taken for a ball on a four-seam fastball, 1-0. Next offering catches the outside corner of the plate. A strike on a slider about waist high. 1-1 one one the count. Not a big threat to run in Gordon anymore over at first base used to be. Because this one is fouled off down the third base line on a low outside pitch. 1-2 and two now to Phillips. Ciszek looks in. The pitch. Chop foul. 1-2 and two the count remains. Swung on and missed on a slider inside. He sits him down. One out now in the top of the eighth inning. 
And Jace Fry is going to come in. They're going to grab Ciszek now with one out in the eighth inning and bring in Fry for his 10th appearance of the season. He's 2-1, five innings pitched, 5.40 earned run average, nine strikeouts, four walks. Right-handed batter's hitting 111 against him. Lefty's hitting 125. He had a bad outing, which is why he's got that high ERA, but they use him now with one or two outs in the inning because he's not going to get through three outs or three batters like he's required to without some trouble. With Mondesi up, they're going to go with the numbers here, bringing a lefty. The pitch from Fry. Swung on and missed. The count is even at one and one. Mondesi's one for three today. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed on a curveball inside. One and two the count. Fry delivers. Swung on and missed on a two-seam fastball, and he sits him down. So Fry comes right in and strikes out Mondesi. There's two outs now in the eighth inning. As the Sox lead four to nothing. Effective pitching. And Nicky Lopez, the left-handed hitter, is up 0 for 2. And the first one is grounded to Anderson. Will scoop and throw to second. Madrigal receives it for the force out. And the inning is over. We go to the bottom of the eighth inning with the White Sox leading 4 to nothing. Each team has four hits apiece in this game. But the White Sox have made their hits matter and mix them in with a couple of unfortunate walks when you look at it from the side of Royals pitching. On the other side, the White Sox have only given up four hits now through eight innings of Royals coming up to the plate. And they've spread them out perfectly as there's no score in this game. Abreu will lead off the inning in the first pitch outside, 1-0. The next offering from Hahn still in the game is lined out directly to Mondesi at third base. Abreu shrugs and goes back to the dugout. And Juan Mancada is 2-for-3 with a double, a single, and a run score, hitting 321 on the season. Now hits for the first time from the left side of the plate from the righty Han. And the first one, he charges out in the right field, bobbled. It's going to be a tough throw, safe. And when I said right field, the second baseman's playing on a shift. So I didn't even notice the shift. It was so quick. Second base is playing in shallow right field. He hits, a, hits it right into the shift, but it skips off his hands. He still tries to make the play over at first base, throwing from deep in the grass. Really more in right field than second base. And that's a... That's a run around for the White Sox. They're going to officially score that an error. So he's on with an error. One out here in the bottom of the eighth inning, and Jimenez steps up 0 for 2. Takes a two-seamer below the knees, 1-0. He's already got a big home run against Hahn already this year. He might actually have two against him, as I try to recollect. The curveball just hits the zone at the knees, 1-1 one one the count. Mancata leads off of first base. 4-0 White Sox, one out here in the bottom of the eighth inning. The pitch on the way. Foul back, one and two. The next offering. Foul back, the count remains one and two. The one-two pitch. Inside fastball on the hands taken, two and two the count. Next offering is sent out into left center field, but it's going to hang up there long enough Play's going to be made. Nobody's going to advance. There's two outs now in the bottom of the eighth inning. And Encarnacion comes up. He's got the home run and the single. Each one of them producing two RBIs, and that's why the White Sox lead four to nothing. And Edwin is two for three on the game. Struck out the last time up. 
And immediately on the first pitch, it's a line shot right into the chest of the second baseman. And that ends the inning. So the inning is over. The eighth is over. We go to the top of the ninth with the Sox up by four. With a four-run lead and the back end of the bullpen being used a few times over the weekend, Jimmy Cordero will come in for his 10th appearance. He's had 10 and a third's innings. He had been lights out and then struggled a little bit recently. And Jorge Soler will get him as the three, four, and five guys come up with Cordero trying to pitch the ninth in a non-save situation. And a sinker outside taken for a strike, 0-1 the count. Nobody else in the bullpen up. I don't think that would happen unless there were some base runners that got on. As Cordero delivers. This one's chopped back foul, 0-2. Sox lead 4-0. If they win, they will leapfrog Cleveland and move into second place. They lost today. A sinker swung on and missed. And Cordero strikes out Soler on three pitches right away. And there's one out here in the ninth inning. The Twins are still losing. And if that one goes final up in Minnesota, the Sox will gain ground on them as well early here in this season. Plus, this season series between the Royals and the Sox is tied at three. And I don't want to ever see the White Sox trailing in a season series to Detroit or Kansas City at any point this year. So a win here would put you up 4-3 to three in the season series, and you got two more, and you want to take this entire series right here. I'd like to see the White Sox just rattle off win after win against the Royals. I don't think I don't think we like them very much, do we? I don't like them. I don't like a lot of teams. Inside swung on and missed 0-2 quickly to Hunter Dozier, who's 1-3. for three. I don't like the Royals. I don't like the Twins. I don't like the Tigers. I don't like the Indians. I don't like anybody in my division. I don't like to root for them. They make the playoffs. I don't like rooting for them. Slider taken at the letters for strike three by Dozier. And Cordero strikes out the first two he faces here in the ninth. There's two outs here in the top of the ninth inning with the Sox leading four to nothing going for the shutout. And Sal Perez comes up 0 for 2. And Cordero looks in for the sign and delivers. A strike in on the hands. Just gets the plate enough. 0 and 1 the count. A great game by Dylan Cease today. I know he only goes six, but he was extremely effective. He was going right after batters, just like he did about a week and a half ago against the Twins. And two good starts out of his last three appearances. Both of them with Grandal behind the plate as this one's muscled into center field for a base hit. So it's not going to end with Perez at the plate. Ball gets in. That's a single. Fifth hit of the game for the Royals. We may finish this game now with more hits than the White Sox. And hopefully nothing to show for it as O'Hearn steps in now 0 for 3 with two outs at the top of the ninth. Takes a fastball outside corner. He struck out last time up in the seventh inning. He's only hitting 192 as the six hitter in this lineup. You don't even pay attention to Soler. He's not a threat to steal. He doesn't have very good speed. And he doesn't matter. Next pitch, a strike at a changeup. High and outside corner. 0-2 the count. Cordero delivers. Just misses. The fans wanted that one as they're up. And looking for this game to end. Jimmy Cordero wants it to end too. Has not been as effective in the last few times he's been out as he had been when the season started. He wants to get back on track coming out of the pen. Looks in. Delivers. 
Chop foul, just barely got a piece of that one, a sinker tailing away. Count remains one and two. With two outs here in the ninth inning. The pitch. Foul back off of the chest protector, a changeup inside. As O'Hearn continues to protect. Still a pitcher's count. The one-two pitch on the way. Outside, he does not chase. Two and two, the count goes even. With Franco on deck. Fans cheering Cordero on. Inside, he doesn't go after that one. Three and two. You're going to have to throw him something in the strike zone, I think. And let your defense play defense. You've got a lead. Don't walk him. The pitch from Cordero. This one's chopped down the first baseline. Just foul past Encarnacion. Will reset with a full count. A runner on first. The pitch. They're going to say he missed at the knees on a borderline call. I think that got enough of the zone to be strike three and end this game. Instead now, O'Hearn's on first, Soler's on second. And Cordero, after striking out the first two, gives up a hit and an inauspicious walk. And Mikel Franco comes up 0 for 3 with a ground out in the seventh inning. The pitch to Franco, inside at the knees, 1-0 the count. Sitting 3-33 with runners in scoring position. The tying run is yet to come to the plate. The Sox still have a 4-0 lead, but there's two on now with two outs. As Cordero throws a slider outside, 2-0. And now it seems as though he's thinking too much on the mound as Aaron Bummer and Alex Colome have gotten up. Sox did not want to have to go to these guys, but they're up now throwing just in case. With two outs here on the top of the ninth inning. Let's finish this game. Cordero gets in the foul one back, 2-1 now. He's thrown 20 pitches here in the ninth inning. Struck out the first two, a seeing-eye single, basically, and a walk that shouldn't have been has gotten us in a first and second situation, and that pitch is low, 3-1 the count now, with Alex Gordon on deck. There's a tension now falling over the ballpark as Cordero looks in. The 3-1 pitch. Oh, they're going to call that a ball, too. He's getting squeezed now suddenly by this umpire. Is there something where he gets paid more if the game goes longer? That was a strike just like the strike, just like the last guy walked on a strike. These pitches have been called strikes all day long, and they're not being called strikes now. And now Renteria is going to walk out to the mound to visit Cordero instead of Cooper. And he's going to stand out there long enough to say something to the, uh, to the umpire, I think. 22 pitches so far, 8 balls, 14 strikes in this inning for Cordero, who now has the bases loaded and a 4-0 lead, and this should not have happened. And now the umpire is going to come out, and Renteria, as he walks off the mound, is going to say something to him about him squeezing. And they're going to exchange some words. Renteria walking off, but he's making his point as he walks off the mound. And Cordero is going to look in. I would think Colome and Bummer would be ready after Gordon, but he's the tying run at the plate with the bases loaded. And the job here is just don't give him anything to get out of the ballpark. Cordero trying to finish this game off now. The pitch on the way, low, changeup taken for a ball. The Sox have led this entire game. They get the two outs in the ninth inning with nobody on, up four to nothing. And now the bases are loaded on some questionable calls as this one is fouled off one and one the count. And I'm going to tell you right now, if a run walks in on a questionable call, the, a big hit occurs, I bet you Ricky Renteria gets tossed because he's hot. This one's grounded a second over to short where Anderson's standing on second. The force out, four to six on a ground ball. And the game does end in a shutout. Renteria comes up to the top steps and pumps his fist as the White Sox complete the shutout 
It ends with the bases loaded. It didn't need to be that dramatic. But the White Sox win this one against the Royals. Four to nothing behind Dylan Cease, who pitches six scoreless. The bullpen comes in and finishes it off. And even some questionable calls at the plate here in the ninth inning couldn't dampen this mood. As the fireworks go off, Cordero's going to get a save out of all of this. That's, that's ridiculous, but he is. The Sox win it here 4 to nothing on the south side behind Dylan Cease, our player of the game. Six innings pitched, four hits, one walk, six strikeouts, no earned runs. Edwin Encarnacion, you could argue he's the player of the game as well. Two for four with a home run and all four RBIs. Juan Mancada, two for four in the four spot today with a double and a run scored. Gio Gonzalez, he of the nine strikeouts and over 100 pitches through four innings the last time he was out. We'll try to come out and be more efficient tomorrow on Tuesday night as the White Sox go for game two in this three-game set against the Royals. You have been listening to a White Sox simulated season. Remember, all the box scores and the after-game reaction and the write-up is at Sox on 35th, the world-famous blog. We appreciate them helping us form this reality for you to get you through the tough times. And also, remember to patronize our sponsor, Cork and Carry at the Park through Grubhub or at CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. We'll see you tomorrow night. From the rate, the White Sox are winners and move in the second place. You've been listening to a White Sox simulated game and a White Sox simulated season. Brought to you by Socks in the Basement, found everywhere. Podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on SocksInTheBasement.com.